This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Welcome to another episode of Barbarian Rhetoric. Today, I have Joseph on and Joseph, but we're going to split the guys up. We're going with Joe and Joseph um, because I get confused. They both have a last name that starts with S, and that even drives me a little bit more nutty sometimes. <laughs> But it's great to have these two men on. Welcome, Joe. Morning. Good to be here. And Joseph. Morning, sir. There we go. There's the voices. So as you follow along, we're going to go back and forth, and hopefully you can um, keep up along with us. (laughs) (laughs) Today we we have an interesting conversation that we're going with. Uh, Joe, in his beliefs in religion, is a pagan. And Joseph, on the other side of things, is a Christian, and as he says, not always the best Baptist. (laughs) So that's what we're going with. And one of the main things I want to talk about, and I want to any of the listeners here, is how men from different religions, different backgrounds, different beliefs can sit down and have a civil conversation, see where the beliefs work together, and at the same time where we see separate or we don't see eye to eye or what we don't believe. And something that I've come to know as I've talked to both of these men over the past few months, years, is how strong they believe in what they know. And that's a good thing. And I think more men need to sit down and start having conversations and figure out where we have in common. So... And I'm going to work to be impartial in this because I, I, I'm on the bubble on some of it, though I lean one way. <laughs> First off, Joseph, tell us where you're coming from. Give it. I am a, uh, I'm seminary trained theologian. I am, by definition, an independent Baptist preacher. As you said before, I, am a, I consider myself an absolutely terrible Baptist. Um, my my beliefs, my thoughts is um, I actually at one time in my life was Wiccan or pagan for many years before going atheist and coming to where I'm at now. And um, very serious about God, very serious about my Lord, would give my life without thinking twice about it for the kingdom of God. And And I joke and pick and I love to pick on Christians and I love to make them mad, <laughs> but I'm very serious in my beliefs and my thoughts. All right, and Joe, where are you coming from today? Well, this is kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> I grew up Catholic, uh, of all things, and um, as a, an adult, um, into my probably late twenties and early thirties, I actually. Um, became more of an atheistic or an agnostic thinker, um, you know, kind of a, uh, um, to me, there was just really kind of a, almost like a lack of evidence that really there were any gods. Um, <clears throat> but as I've gotten older, um, I've gone the way of, of paganism and, uh, and, you know, more of a polytheistic view of things. I think they're probably, are multiple gods, some greater, some lesser, um, you know, 
I think that there, there have been, uh, I would say, multiple guys that have, have maybe split and, and faltered off into different sects and different religions. I mean, because if, if you look at a lot of this stuff, um, it all had to originate somewhere. And, and there is definitely a, a vein that flows through all religion that all kind of carries the same message. Um, you know, you'd be good to one another, uh, you know, take care of one another, take care of your people, that kind of thing. That, that's something that flows from, from ancient Egypt to ancient Celts to, you know, modern day Christians. Uh, that's, that's a message that's carried through religion throughout time. So I think at some point, um, all of these things have intersected and, 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 split off and branched off into multiple different as tribes grow and, and countries grow and people are divided regionally and, and geographically, you know, um, obviously your, your views are molded by the people who are in close proximity to you. And so, you know, and then as people traveled, they brought this back and brought that back and maybe some things got mixed and mingled and that's kind of how we ended up where we are now. But I definitely believe there are multiple gods out there. Like I say, there's, you know, I don't think there's any one right answer for sure. All right. And I'm going to go back and Joseph, you wrote an article recently for Barbarian Rhetoric on different gods and idols. And in, yes, I'm going to do some controversial questions here, but, but this is on purpose. Do you think, um, going down that train of things that we talk about multiple gods, that they do exist, but we're looking at like a small G compared to the single God. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there absolutely exists multiple gods. Um, I don't think the first commandment would be thou shalt have no other gods before me. If there wasn't multiple small G gods, whether that be, you know, a, a, a ancient Greek God or, you're worshiping, making money. Uh, everybody's God is differently. Um, one thing I know that when I, when I, for anybody listening, I mentioned this beforehand. I think I, I, I used to practice Wicca years ago. I, I was kind of raised that way, and I, I was taught you can make a God out of anything. Um, the example I was given was like you can worship the God of a parking lot if you wanted to, if you, if you really had that desire to make that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. There are there are multiple gods. I don't deny that at all. So and then the thing. So on that thought, on the Christian side, most of us, or I would even go. Let's go. Can I go a step further and go um, Abraham um, religions? All pretty much lean toward one God. Am right. I correct on that? The ultimate greater God. Yes. Yes. Now, even on the pagan side, and we'll, I'm going to flip back, is if you track down through all the little gods and everybody up, it usually goes to one supreme that's over them all. Um, is Odin well, technically, or who? It, it would depend. I mean, um, you know, if you look at, well, a Germanic or, or a Nordic style of, of paganism, which is where I would fall, we don't know a whole, whole lot. Um, a lot of the texts and, and things that we have that are left over have been Christianized. Um, so 
it, we can't be a hundred percent sure. You know, uh, we know some things, but other things we're kind of guessing. Now, if you take like let's say Romans, on the other hand, you know, Romans would be considered pagan, and uh, it's very cut and dry. Romans kept meticulous records. You do the thing at the temple with the thing. You set this on fire. This is what you do. <clears throat> you know, we're um, in a Germanic style paganism. You don't you don't get that. Um, the big thing, I think, one of the biggest drives that probably separates uh, paganism from Christianity is sacrifice. Um, most times, paganism calls for a blood sacrifice of some kind or another. Um, Christians, that's not a, a thing for them anymore. <laughs> you know, um, so... Um, but I, I don't know for sure that there's one, like everything goes back to Odin or everything goes back to Zeus or um, I think it, it, as far as paganism goes, and again, paganism is a pretty wide brush. Anything that's non-Abrahamic or Judeo-Christian would fall into a paganism category. So, <clears throat> you know, anything that would be like a Wiccan or Germanic paganism or, you know, my, uh, uh, polytheistic Roman style paganism or, or anything of that nature. Um, they all have their individual gods. So, um, but again, I think they all have a, a driving concept, you know, and I think you need that concept or even like even Egyptian gods in the Egyptian book of the dead. I mean, which is, if you go into the Egyptian book of the dead, almost word for word, the 10 commandments are lifted directly from the Egyptian book of the dead. And I think a lot of those rules are just good rules for society. You know, don't steal from your neighbor. Don't covet his wife, you know, don't, don't kill people. I mean, you know, that's just good rules for society to, to flourish as a whole. I don't think that uh, there's necessarily one God that would, that would be the, the pagan God, you know? So. <clears throat> I'm coming back, Joseph thoughts. Um, well, we did. We did have our blood sacrifice. That was Jesus on the cross. You know, that was right. the, that was the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. So, so yeah, we're like, you know, we did it once, and, and you know, and we're good. Um, <laughs> you know, I I wrote I wrote about the divinity spark. My theory on the divinity spark in one of my articles it might have been the same article. Um, I think that uh, because we are all eternal, we all have an eternal spirit. We all are eternal beings. That you know, what he was saying about how there's such a comparison between the Book of the Dead and the Ten Commandments and, and even if you go into Hinduism or or wherever, there there's these moral guide laws and I think these these uh laws are written on our hearts as human beings. You know, we just know you you're not supposed to kill anybody. You're not supposed to steal from anybody. You shouldn't be sleeping with your neighbor's wife. I mean these are just good moral concepts and I think that's a a a how do I word it? So, you know, there, there's what six hundred and seventy three Jewish laws. Only ten of them were considered moral laws, and those are the Ten Commandments. So, I think those morals are in, are divinely instilled in all of us, because I think all of us are are divine beings. I like what you said about. Uh, written on your heart. That's a that's a good way to put that. That's that's very true. I think you just there are certain things you just know instinctively. At least most of us do. 
you know, right. we know instinctively there are certain things that are that are <clears throat> wrong or immoral. But you know, I always wonder though, if we were raised by wolves, I mean, because what is it? Nature's law is tooth and claw. So I always wonder, would it necessarily be that way? Would 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 we know that? I mean, I don't know. And again, this this always goes back to you know. Um, my years spent as an atheist, I, 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 I kind of always revert to, I think man at some point is just a monkey in shoes, you know, at, at some, at some level. Um, what makes us look for the divine is being cognitive and being self-aware. Um, I, I think that's what makes us, we go, well, there's gotta be something to this. Um, the same reason why we walk outside, we are inherently, intelligent and questioning creatures the same reason why we walk outside and go why is the sky blue you know we want to know the big answers to the big questions and part of that comes with being uh you know self-aware but i do like that written on your heart that, that's good i like that i think that's something in i mean conversation with other men there's certain things in nature you just know you know it's just one of the rules it's just you might even be able to fight against it, but at the end, that rule is going to win out. There's just, mm -hmm. you know, we could go with simple. Is there ways to defy gravity for a short period of time, but then you come crashing down? And I think a lot of people that don't have some sort of belief or religion in their life, that's what they're doing. They're defying gravity for a short period of time, and at some point, they crash. It's just... I, I and I can tell you this. Um, for me, when I when I did that, it, you and and this is just speaking from personal experience. Um, you want to chalk everything up to logic and intelligence and science, and you know there are some things that science can't prove or or has not doesn't have the capacity to prove yet. Um, and that's where a little bit of magic comes in, a little bit of faith. And I mean, really, to me, there's no difference, I think, between faith and magic. It's something that you just know. Magic is something that you just feel, you know, you create. Um, and so as, as an atheist, at least where, where I felt empty, um, like, you know, I was fulfilled in, in life. I mean, I had kids and things that, that interested me, but I had no... <clears throat> internal drive i guess and um once i i started to really kind of look at my ancestry and where my people came from and the things that would have have um motivated them you know uh, odin doesn't ask you to kneel he asks you to stand and i think that's a big thing for me is uh you gotta, you gotta be willing to help yourself, you know, and, and, um, that was really the, the, the turning point for me with, um, the Odeonic thought and, um, the Germanic style of, of paganism was that, that motivation to help yourself, you know, um, that was really what, what got me going. It's, ch it's changed my life tremendously. I mean, you call it what you want, call it fate, call it divine intervention, whatever. But I, I am a different person now than I was three years ago. Holy, 
you know, and I, I trace it all back to that, really. I have never met an atheist that absolutely did not believe in anything. Even when I was an atheist, there, there was always something there. Even if your faith goes into science, there's, yeah. there's a level of faith that's involved in atheism. I don't believe we as humans can exist without a belief or faith in something. Go ahead, Nathan. <laughs> and, that, and that leads into, and I, I, I think part of this is perspective, is, is it a god or is it an idol? You know, um, another a man wrote for BR and he was writing about Gideon and how, you know, when they had their belief in God and Jesus, things worked out for him. And then right after that, and he passed, they went back to worshiping idols. So it's a viewpoint, you know, where the other side is they're worshiping gods. Well, which is it? Is it an idol or it's a God? Now, I think you can take that a step further. And, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but, okay, we have the poly, you know, the many gods, but at the same time, I would consider, like, money an idol. I would consider, you know, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some, some of the other big ones, you know, gluttony, any of the other, other things can all become idols, which, to some, those are gods for them, you know, the power there. So it's still a perspective if you're looking from a Christian or a pagan view. <clears throat> well, I think um, this goes well, like Joseph talked on uh, or had mentioned about making a parking lot of God. I think that that goes back to an idol. Money is an idol. You, there are, like you said, big G's and little G's. Um, you know, there are gods and there are more greater and lesser gods. And I think idols would fall into a little G type of category. And you're absolutely right. You know, um, what you, you worship and, and what you, um, I guess, take in will determine your life for sure. You know, if you're putting all your faith in money, you're, I think personally, you're bound for, for trouble because money's not always going to be there. You know, you may have some now, you may not have less later. Um, <clears throat> and so you, there's got to be something greater. Uh, I, I think idols are for small thinkers, I guess, would be the way I would see that. Think big, real big. <laughs> You'll be better off. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What do you think on that, Joseph? Because you've been doing some writings on that, on those subjects. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with anything Joe just said. I actually like what he just said. I think that idols is something that uh, takes us away from the greater purpose of something. Um, so I'll, I'll put it this way. I got a friend of mine that is Hispanic. They have the Virgin Mary statue in their house and they bow in front of it and they pray in front of it. And I've never heard them pray a prayer to God in Jesus's name. I hear them say the rosary or something along those lines. And, and to me from, from the bat, just, just to kind of oversimplify this, 
they're taking the idol of Mary, and I understand they're not worshiping an idol, but they're praying to something without seeing the bigger picture of God in heaven and the majesty that is the religion of Christianity. They're so focused on the prayer to Mary, to the rosary, that they're missing everything else. So I think an idol just completely distracts us from the bigger thing around. So if you're praying to the God of the parking lot and that's the idol, you're missing the traffic driving by on the street behind it. You yes. know, that, and that's a very Catholic thing. I mean, I can't even remember how many saints there are. I know that there's a patron saint of bowel, mo bowel movements. So I mean, <laughs> we, we've, we've got a saint for everything, buddy. <laughs> and uh, that's a very, that's a very Catholic thing. Uh, the, the Virgin Mary, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying that, 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 that teeters on an idoldom type of worship. I, I agree with that. <clears throat> no, this is, I, I, I have a little, I've been saving this question because I wanted to hear your, both of your thoughts on this. And this leads into it quite well. One of the interesting things is in no matter how you look, view history, we got so much information now we can talk aliens, angels, giants, talk all the other <laughs> mythical creatures. We can talk more gods, less gods, and everything. And one of the things in my studies that I keep coming across and, I, and I'm looking at is, like we talked earlier, everything blends together. One of my thoughts is, and, and this came from looking at the Catholic and the pagan side, because we'll go back when they were coming through and trying to Christianize everything, they took parts from both and melded them together. Mm -hmm. But I want to take that even a step further because the Bible talks about a lot of different angels. And these angels had certain purposes, you know? So I want to take that is, what if, you know, the um, Michael, the angel, the right hand of God who comes down and uh, does many different things is the equivalent of Odin or he's the equivalent of the saint in the Catholic. What if, and this is stretching it and just blending it together that the um, Germanic Norse, and even we can even go with Roman and Greek gods were different names for angels back in the time when they actually possibly came here it's plausible there's talk of it there's scriptures written about angels meeting different people at different times we have you know samson hercules and thor a lot of times they're blended together what if these men these angels these beings and and flip i'm talking some of the good some of the evil you know you talk about some of the demons, you know, all, all three, um, and, and I'm adding Catholic in here as a separate, but if you look at the basic Christian, Catholic, and, and paganism, you have the evil side of gods, and you have the good side of gods. You have angels on one, angels on the other, and they have power. Now, you know, depending on how they wanted to blend it, is there a possibility that angels, both, I'm going to say, one's still in heaven and in fallen. So we set a separation there. You have, you have your fallen angels and your other ones. What if a lot of these became the gods of men trying to upsur or even, what's the other word, 
take place or, or not, not even necessarily that. They were just uh, intervention in between. I think I'm going to defer this one to Joseph. I'm going to let him answer first. This, this, he's got a, probably got a lot more uh, handle on this than I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd rather hear his answer first. <laughs> I, I actually believe what you said 100% wholeheartedly. I, I think a lot of the gods around the world are some type of angelic being, um, some type of heavenly body. You know, even the fallen angels is a heavenly body. Um, so as you were talking, the first thing that popped in my mind was Yidiism. And I don't know if anybody's real familiar with the, the uh, of, uh, I said Yidiism, Yidiism, which, you know, they were persecuted real bad here recently by the, the caliphate in Syria and Iraq. But uh, they have this, this they're, they're monotheistic, but they combine elements of Christianity and Islam into the same religion. And part of that is Michael is worshipped. The Archangel Michael is worshipped. Satan is worshipped. Jesus is worshipped. Um, even though it's a, considered a monotheistic, they view these other characters as smaller gods with, within the monotheistic pillar. So... I think they are a good example of exactly what you just said. You know, there, there are people that do do this and you know, there are, there are, there are good gods in every religion there in, in, in polytheism and there's bad gods, you know, you got the evil ones, you got the good ones and it very much coincides with angelic beings or demonic beings. It's interesting enough, <clears throat> excuse me, interestingly enough, a demon is not a falling angel. Just to clarify that, um, a demon is just an, an evil spirit, which the Bible classifies separately. But, yeah, I think very much a lot of this is someone's had an encounter with a demon or someone had an encounter with an angel. They didn't know how else to, to describe what happened, so they created a god out of that. Um, you, you think about it because Christianity's worldwide now. Islam's worldwide now. You know, they're both Abrahamic religions. Everybody knows what Judaism is now. But prior to 3, 4 AD, when, when Constantine and the Roman Empire took a hold of Christianity and ran with it, you know, nobody had this, really this knowledge, this, to understand what the Judaic God was. Does that make sense? Yes. You're, you're talking a little over my head, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't even really know how to wade into this. Um, <laughs> See, I was, I was wondering because it's a deep, it's, well, here, and I'll, I'll even give you a little more breather, Joe. One of the things I, I've looked into more and more, and there's a group called uh, they're Primordial Traditionalists. And what it is is looking at all the religions and seeing where they all coincide, just like finding the truth in all the headlines. What's the little tidbit of truth that every headline has? That's basically a Primordial Traditionalist. What does each religion have that all intersect and is this the line of truth that goes through it? 
so, so what you're saying, what you're asking essentially is, do I think that it all leads back to one particular big God? Is now, that what you're asking me? To, in, in uncertain stances, yes, if they could be the others. But now here's something I, I want to add in while you think about that. All right, we'll catch you. Is, how, how do I, there's an hierarchy to everything. Mm -hmm. So if we're going through the hierarchy, that would usually say there's somebody at the top. Yeah, now, there's a helmsman. There's yeah. a helmsman. There's always a captain. There's always that person that is leading everywhere. Even in our poly religions, there's usually one God that, you know, he's the captain. He's the main leader. He's the main to everybody else. And really, it's I'm I'm looking at some of the poly ones. Is are these just different names for angels under the Christian? Like, do they all blend together? So there's it's a two parter question in that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think anything is possible. Um, you know, and again, some of this these texts are it's hard to know. Um, you know, uh, and some of them have you know they've been. It's just like playing the game telephone when you were a kid. You yes. know. Johnny has a red wagon, and by the time you get down to the 35th person in the class, you know, it, what Johnny had a red wagon is no longer Johnny had a red wagon. It's something totally different. Um, and I think, I mean, I imagine that, yeah, anything like that could be possible. Uh, it, it's just, it's, for me, I think it would just be really hard to connect those dots because I think if somebody could have done it, they would have. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's easy to think that because there is a commonality. There is a thread um, woven in this tapestry uh, of, of religion and paganism and Wicca and, you know, even down to Satanism that, that um, carries. So I think that's probably a possibility, but that's out of my field of depth. And I couldn't answer intelligently enough to, you know what I mean? That's fair <laughs> enough. No, in, in and again, that's back to this conversation. It's challenging, you know. It's looking mm -hmm. at it, and um, is it from a theological perspective? I think that's the right word I want. Is taking a look and examining one's beliefs and seeing where you stand on them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's what's the word I'm looking for? I lost it. I'm I'm going mind blank. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> I had a thought and it, it it disappeared. Joseph, you look like you have something coming back in here. You're, you're... No, no, I'm I'm actually I'm a lot emptier than when I left. <laughs> you got it out. Should have drank three cups of coffee before jumping off. Uh, lots of drinking going on. All, 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 a bunch of coffee and caffeine to get us going. Um. Okay, here's my next thought. And, and this is one of those that I challenge both and four, and, and I want to hear. We all believe in an afterlife of some sort. I, I think we can come to a common agreement on that. And one of the challenges I put out there to Christians a lot of times is, is your way the only way? And if so, and it comes to this, if your religion's right and everybody else's is wrong, and theirs are all right, and yours is wrong, which one's right? You asking me? 
and, and I'm just throwing that out there. That's one of those well, challenges is how do we get – and I'll follow it up with this. What's your criteria for getting into the afterlife? If you know, as far as what I believe is, there is no guarantee. You know, um, for me, I mean, a pagan that that a, a Norse pagan Germanic paganism, a follower of Odin. I mean, in order to get into Valhalla, you have to die in battle. I'm 44 years old. I'm not in the army. I'm not, you know, that's that likelihood of that happening to me is very small. I don't know. Um, You've been watching the news lately. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I don't know what will happen to me. And to be honest, I'm okay with that. I kind of have a Mark Twain view of that. You know, it didn't bother me at all not being born, and I'm sure it won't bother me at all being dead. <laughs> well, you know, and, and on the battlefront, I almost want to say we're, we're still fighting a war. You're still fighting. You're not going down. It's just maybe our 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 swords now are our pens and our writings. And to me you can still be crushed by words almost as much as you can have by going. So yeah, going down to the kicking and screaming. It's just our war has changed. Hmm. So, I never thought about that. That's an interesting point of view. You know, it, it's just like, I truly believe right now that the United States is in civil war, but everybody, when they think of war, thinks of bullets flying. Well, bullets might not be flying on your doorstep or in your neighborhood, but they're flying somewhere. This is a um, war of ideals. It is. And, yeah, and there's, I agree with that. And there's still a war going on of, um, you know, physical wars are going on in different cities across the country. And if you look at our, our past civil war, there was a large part of our nation that was not directly involved. So in, you could say our previous civil war was a war of ideals. So in those two cents, we're still fighting it out, and yeah, it's <laughs> that's a challenging point. Mm -hmm. All right, we're gonna roll over to you, Joseph. So I know um, Catholics have a a belief that um, you know if you've never really heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you can still get into heaven based off of the way you've lived your life. I forget the terminology that they use it. In the Baptist Protestant world, I think this is a topic that's kind of shied away from. Lost over? Yeah, nobody really wants to talk about it. Um, well, yeah, because everybody's going to heaven. I mean, who wouldn't want them in heaven? You know what I mean? Oh, that, that, no, that's, that's how oh, people think, man. You, <laughs> you, I mean, why you, wouldn't they want me there? You need to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people I tell inadvertently they're going to hell on a daily basis? <laughs> Hope you pack a pair of shorts. Oh, you're a Christian. <laughs> you're going to be surprised on Judgment Day. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I told you I'm not a very good Baptist. And, <laughs> and I'm not a very good Christian in, in the modern stance of Christianity. Um, so I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna let something out here that I kind of keep to myself, but Anybody on Twitter that listens to me and my DMs are going to blow up on this. Um, 
what me and my family practice is closer to Judaism than what it is Christianity. We follow the practices of the early Christian church versus what happened after Rome got their hands and into it. Um, modern Christianity is very much a mixture of paganism and Judaism thrown together and stirred together. 100%. Um, you know, the early church, there was no Christmas. There was no Easter. They celebrated the Passover feast. They celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. They celebrated the Feast of Weeks. Me and my family do that. We don't do Christmas. What? Easter. You know how many heads I just um, heard explode right there? I'm telling you. You know, it's, it's, I'm terrible Baptist. And, you know, I don't believe in, I don't believe in a, a pre-tribulation rapture, which is, you know, a very common doctrine nowadays, a doctrine mm -hmm. that's only 200 years old because 1,800 years of church missed that somehow but uh i'm saying all that to say this in judaism when you die you go to a place called sheol and sheol is hell now hell and the eternal lake of fire in christianity are not the same places hell is like i guess purgatory is the best way i can i can describe it the way the catholics got it it's a holding place but in judaism you know, you can still be redeemed in Sheol. So how I believe is, you know, when Christ died on the cross, the Bible says he descended into hell. Uh, when he was in hell, he preached to Abraham and Noah and Moses and, and all the, the, the Abrahamic fathers that came before because they could not get into heaven without belief in Jesus Christ. Son. I mean, that's just a requirement of Christianity. So if you go back to the original Jewish belief, you know, even if you've never heard the doctrine, once you reach the afterlife, there's a, there'll be a chance for you to hear the doctrine. Does that make sense? It does. So it's already described once in the Bible. So it's, if it's happened before, that tells me that it, it, it can happen more than once, you know? Mm -hmm. No. Now, here we go. Let's play with theory a little bit, because this brings up a, a good question. What happens, Joe, with what Joseph just said, mm -hmm. and you go there, and you find out, and, and this is total speculation. I'm just going to use names, all right? Mm -hmm. You show up there, and you find out Odin is just another name for Michael, and you're actually talking to him, and they go, you have to believe in Jesus Christ to get into heaven. What would your thoughts be at that moment? What, 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 if you were posed with that, would that be, would that solidify what you've been going down through in your life? Or do you think that um, would make you go, I don't believe in any of this now? Uh, I'm thinking I this one out I mean, myself. It, it definitely, it definitely wouldn't make me um, turn into a non-believer. Uh, I think that it, uh, mm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I don't even know how to answer this. <laughs> well, here's my thought. I'm trying to answer the, my own question to myself. I personally mm -hmm. think there's men that would go up to that point and would still turn away. Oh, I, I, I think oh, absolutely. 
I think they'll they'll be given the ultimate truth at the end, and they they will turn away from it because it would shatter their whole belief system from before. Well, people do that now, right? I mean, people do that now. They 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 turn a blind eye to things that are contradictory to what they believe because it simply goes against what they believe. Um, I'm a pretty open-minded guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'd like to think that if that were the case, um, I would be accepting of that. Um, again, you know, and I'm a kind of guy too, where you show me evidence and I'll change my mind. Um, so as far as, um, yeah, I, th I think I, I think I don't I don't think I would be like uh, crazy surprised by something like that. And again, I don't think it'd be something that I would turn my back on. No, I don't. I don't. You know, I actually I I, I kind of go into everything eyes open. Um, I try to be forward thinking, and you know, again, this goes back to kind of how we talked at the beginning. I don't think that necessarily my way is the right way. I may be completely wrong. I may show up. We all may show up, and it may be somebody you know we don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey, I you know I did the best I could with what I had to work with. <laughs> That's going to be my answer, you know. <laughs> um, so I think anything is 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 plausible, and I think that anybody that that goes through their life and um, they're very rigid in what they think or what they believe, even even in the face of empirical, you know, um, opinion or or uh, idea changing evidence is pretty silly that's just how i see it i guess joseph are you are you got a thought stewing or are you or are you thinking i'm thinking um <laughs> you know obviously as as a christian and a pastor i think my way is the only way um just because my my holy book tells me that so it, it comes down to a matter of faith, and um, it goes so far as to me that if I if someone dies and I think they're hell bound, I've, I've actually mourned for people that I barely know, because I mean you know there's there's a little humanism in all of us, and I don't I don't like the thought of anybody suffering anywhere. Um. So. On to your your question, I'm going to reverse that. You know, if if I die and I wake up on the steps of Valhalla, you know, I'm just going to walk in and grab a cup of mead and sit down and enjoy it with the rest of them. And, you know, I got I got I got Norwegian ancestry, and uh, you know, that's what I, my joke is. I can't grow a full beard. I'm like, you know, 13 percent of my ancestors are, are really disappointed in me. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I think uh, you know despite my belief that my way is the right way and this is the way to heaven it comes down to it, it's a matter of faith I have faith that this is how it goes and none of us is really going to know until we get to the other side That's right. and you know what maybe the atheists were right all along nothing's there we're just Stop existing. See, I, I have faith that they're wrong. 
<laughs> and, and you know, my, my brother-in-law is an atheist and he's pretty hardcore. And, uh, you know, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know, if you're right and I'm wrong, you know, whatever. But if I'm right, and you're wrong. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. So, you know, I know it's a very humanistic standpoint to have, but, and I th- you know, that's why you see me on Twitter. I don't bash anybody else for their religious beliefs, you know, regardless of what their religion is. The only religion I bash is Christianity. I bash my own. Because if you're going to follow this faith, you need to follow this faith to the to the letter like it's supposed to be. So, you know, that's my thoughts on it. And got something, Joe? No, go ahead. I'm oh, just okay. thinking. I'm just. I, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to any religion in None of us, I think, are fans of the word religion in itself, but for, for these things is, is it does come down to faith. I think the more strength, the more, more faith, and we can say magic or however you want to go, it, it adds substance to what you believe. Sure. You know, it, we talk about it like the parking lot. If you put enough faith into that parking lot that, and it becomes your idol, you can use that power to do other things. Whereas I, I think it's asinine to put your belief into a parking lot or a small object. But I mean, it's, you, you have people that believe in like a, a lucky rabbit's foot or a token of something, or, you know, right. even in the Christian belief, you have people that, you know, they make sure they wear the cross or they have this, they have these um, totems and you put enough faith in, you have faith in a higher power, but you still have faith that, that will hold you through. You can create that, you know, those uh, totems become amulets of power. Why? Absolutely. Because you've put your faith in them. And depending on how you look into them, and I think that's a lot of people that are missing in any religion, is they're freaking wishy-washy. They're sissies. You know? Yes. They, they, I think that's life. I don't even think that's yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of people are spineless when it comes to it. Take a stand, stand up for something. Even if you're wrong, stand right. up for something. You know, uh, I, I think that's life. It, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're that's, good. That's, that's people in life in, in general, especially men anymore. You know, there are a lot of you, you walk around out there and, and I see these guys under the age of, you know, 25 and, and 30 years old and these guys are wearing skinny jeans and three quarters of them. I can't tell whether they're a man or a woman coming at me on the sidewalk and guys that are my age, hell, they could be weighed on the hoof. You know what I mean? It's like, take a stand, you know, it, it, stand up, be, you know, stand up for yourself. And I think a lot of that, that kind of becoming androgynous and overweight, a lot of that I think is from being spineless. It, it's because there is nothing that, that drives that person. To, to make them want to be a better version of themselves. If, if I live in a world of nothing, then I am nothing. That's just, I mean, that's how I see it. And, and you can, it, you know, and you talk about faith in, in totems. I mean, I wear a, I wear a wolf single around my neck. I have sigils and staves tattooed all over my body. They all mean something to me. Uh, I, I wear these just like you said, just like a Christian would across, or I wear a Thor's hammer, just like a Christian would across. It means something to me. It's not just uh, a fashion statement, you know? So, and I, I think that 
a lot of times anymore, religion is something that, that people wear. They wear a cross because it, it's fashionable or it is, it's, it's, I want to identify with this, but I don't necessarily want to take on the pains and, and necessarily encompass that. The, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, the responsibility that comes with that. And that's I, why I, think, I bash them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, uh, yeah, exactly what you just said. And it, it, it drives me so mad. I'm, I'm very serious in my faith. I, I pray five, six times a day. I, I'm, I mean, I fast, I, I pray, I, I, I spend time in worship of God. And if you're a Christian, I think this is how you're supposed to act. You know, it's how the Bible commands us to act. So, you know, when I see the people on an entire mighty Twitter's full of, you know, I'm going to go get drunk tonight. I'm going to go get high tonight. Uh, you know, I've, I've had sex with five girls and then five posts later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Romans 316. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, no, yeah. you no. this is not how you, this is, this isn't how it goes. Right. It, it makes a lot of people mad. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, if, if you want to go sleep with five women and go get high and go get drunk, I don't care. I don't think any less of you for it. My problem is, is when you try to identify as something, but you want to act completely different. So, you know, if you, if you're a Muslim and I, and I have Muslim friends and I love them and Islam actually is a pretty beautiful religion. If you get past the extremist stuff, um, you can't claim you're a Muslim and then go drink a beer. I mean, that, that's so against your religion. It's stupid. You know, they'll, they'll kill you in the Middle East for that. You know, Christianity, I think we're a little more forgiving. You know, you can drink, just don't get drunk. You know, it's, it's more a moderation thing, which is why I said I'm a terrible Baptist. I, I have a beer from time to time or a shot of whiskey or something like that. But, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's hypocrites. I hate hypocrites. It drives me mad. And, well, I think again, it, it goes back to, you know, we want to talk the talk, but we don't want to walk the walk. Right. And I think that's a lot of people in life, period, not just about religion, but just life in general. Right. You know, sometimes your, your, your bullshit's got to, to, uh, the coming out, the bullshit coming out of your mouth, you know, has got to match the actions of your life. And I think there's a lot of people that, again, it's, it's all lip service. It's, it's, you know, I say this, but I do this or, you know, right. Like I, I take a very, uh, I take a very hard line on a lot of issues, um, and I posted something recently, uh, not to bring up, uh, I guess bring in pop culture, whatever modern culture, whatever you want to say here. But I posted something recently on my Instagram about Will Smith, and man, my DMs blew up. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> uh, I'm a very anti-porn guy and, um, you know, and if I sat here and told you I'd never watched porn in my life, I'd be a liar. But I I've recently, well, not recently, but, um, I've, I've realized that porn does a lot of bad things to people. Um, and so I, I really 
am a really big anti-porn guy. And man, I cannot tell you how much shit I took in my DMs over the stance I take on porn. You know, it's not an issue. It is an issue. And oh, I again, believe it. it and, and again, it's, it's it, you know, I think it goes back to at least take a stand, you know, take a stand. I mean, this is wrong to me. I think it's wrong, and I don't care what anybody says about it, you know, whether you use it as a tool or whatever it is you do, um, you know, it's an issue. It's an issue for a lot of people, and I think it, a lot of people just want to go through life without actually being hard about something. Right. Uh, you know, we don't want to offend. We don't want, we don't want everybody to get along and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And sometimes life's just not like that. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of times too, people, we have an us versus them attitude, a with me or against me attitude. And we can walk down the road and be a hundred issues out of 200 on the same page. And then, you know, there's one issue that we don't share. And you're like, well, then eat shit. Obviously, you know, you're, you're, you don't think like me, so I have nothing to do with you. And we've looked past, we've walked past 199 things where we've been exactly the same. Right. But the one thing, and now, you know, oh, well, we, we can't be friends anymore. Or, and, and uh, to me, that, that kind of stuff. And that's where we're at today, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very us or them. You yeah. know, <clears throat> everything's black or white now. There's no room for for, mm -hmm. for, for gray. And I, and I agree. There are certain things that are black or white. And again, sure. religion is one of those topics. I think where it is or it is not. And um, but again, just because you and I don't think alike doesn't, in my book, does not make you a bad person. And I would hope vice versa for you. Right. Um, you know, I can get along with just about anybody. There's a list of things that I would have to go through before I get to religion as to whether or not you're a decent dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, but I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess I'm just kind of on a, on a rant, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, again, it goes back to, I think if you're going to talk the talk, you should walk the walk no matter what, where you are in life, what your, what your religion is, what you, you know, believe or don't believe. Oh, if you're going to talk about it, you should be about it. Absolutely. <clears throat> I, I, I have posted on Twitter anti-porn and, uh, I, yeah, I understand what you mean about the comments. And oh yeah. Comments. People, man, I mean, if it, and this, you know, okay, let's talk about idols. Now this is something that people, I mean, like, it's for real for them. I mean, it's like, it's serious oh, yeah. business. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know people would get so upset about something like that. It, it blew my mind. I was like shocked, you know? <laughs> I, I had I had a guy that, that refused to believe even 1% of porn might contain some form of human trafficking. And that's what the conversation was on. I mean, he got mad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another one is... Uh, you know, the whole red pill menosphere thing, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Nate, did you see my, my tweet about the sandwich versus the, the meal? I'm thing? not on Twitter, so I don't. Yes, I did. I, okay. Well, I got some serious hate, especially about the, the ones I call the Roloites, uh, in my DMS. And, uh, so Joe, what I did was my wife fixed this wonderful dinner and, uh, mm -hmm. she put it on Twitter and, uh, she's, 
you know, she, my wife's one of those is like, you know, if you're a real woman, you're going to treat your man like this, blah, blah, blah. So I retweeted her this picture of this beautiful plate of food. And I'm like, all you red pill boys arguing over whether or not a woman's going to make you a sandwich. This is what my woman makes me when I'm hungry. And man, yep. they got so mad. Yep. Yep. I just, I posted, think I said something like enjoy your bread manosphere or something like that. <laughs> I, well, that's funny because I just, I just posted a picture on Instagram and it was a guy. It's a black and white picture of a guy standing behind a woman and he's got his hand on her throat. Yeah. It's, it's just, you saw it's a suggestive picture and it said, you know, if you lead correctly, she will submit naturally. Oh my God. You'd have thought people lost their mind. I mean, they, you'd have thought I said something, you know, like the worst thing ever. And it's true. It's not, there's no, there's no lie in that. And I, a lot of that, like you said, it's red pill hate. These guys, these guys have been divorced or, and I mean, I've been divorced, but you know, they've had a bad divorce or whatever, or, or well, the red pill the wrong has woman. become their idol. Yes, it's become that, their yes. religion. That's the yes. point I was getting to. Yep, yep. That's you know, that, that's where I was going. So we've come full circle. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yep. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a real it's it's almost past idolatry. It's almost a complete religion all of its own. Yes, it and is. It has one, and it's one centered on hate. Yeah, it's very much, much, very much. It's very much anger and hate driven. At least from what my standpoint, it's it's hate. It's hate for women. It's a guy. To me, a lot of these guys, it's like you know, show me on the doll where the lady hurt you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? And, and you know, I, I here's the thing. I am very much pro man, but I am not anti woman, and I I run into a lot of that. Uh, on my Instagram, you know, uh, and I don't, I don't quite get how people can't grasp that you can be one and not the other. Right. I, I have no problem with women, you know, I, I mean, as a man, you would not to say that I like all women, but I mean, as a man, generally you should want to be with women. And I think that, uh, is, is a big thing. Like I said, it's, it's, they've been hurt and it's all women are whores. It's, it's a, it's a Madonna whore complex. You know, if, if she sleeps with me, then she's obviously a whore. And if she doesn't, well, then she's Madonna. And, and you know, then she's too right. good for me. She thinks she's too good for me. And so I think all men struggle with that, but you know, sometimes and, and <laughs> men don't like to hear this, but sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's you and, and people don't like to hear that in life. You know, it, when, especially when you turn around and you tell them, Hey, look, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. What was the common denominator here? You. Right. You know, so let's start there and then we'll move on. <laughs> uh, and on this, this is, and I'm thinking in my head, cause we've talked extremist and every religion has its extremist. Absolutely. And, and, a lot of the base red pill ideals will help you define and figure some stuff out for yourself, but then right. you have to grow past them. Just I'd, like, you know, pick any religion you want. When you get into the extremes, you're wrong. Right. It's just, it, it, you become the, the extreme becomes the God instead of looking at the core of what you should be learning and going through it. So, that just popped into my head while while we're talking about this. You we're talking about the Muslim extremists and the you know the others. 
Christians have their extremist pagan. Everybody has them, and then that's what red pill has. In They've, defense of Christian extremism, at least we only kill ourselves. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. This is true. Uh, there, there's a few crusades in history that I would say would waver on, you know, in between. So. Oh, it's Catholic. I don't count them. <laughs> <laughs> that was other people. <laughs> yeah, that was other people. <laughs> that was other people. Oh, but that's true. Well, well, Joseph's like, why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh, how many people have been slaughtered because of a word? You know, right. that, that's mm. one of them that just swept through Europe, and all because if you were one of two religions that mm. basically said the same thing. Well, that you know, Christians have slaughtered, Muslims have slaughtered. We've all done it. And yep. you know, uh, Hindus have slaughtered, and Taoists have slaughtered. You know, it, it's you know everybody likes to blame Christianity for the most part. Well, y'all did this and y'all did this. I'm like, well, we ain't alone. No. Mm -hmm. and, and in modern times, I mean, outside of of maybe regional things in in, in Africa or the Middle East or something like that, but modern wars are not fought over religion any longer. No, you know, it's oil is, and money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oil and money. It's resources. It's, it, it's just to stop the spread of a certain idea, or you know, mm -hmm. I think the I think the uh, religion causes war argument is old and needs to be let go because that's I agree with that. Anymore, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, I agree with and that. even then, I'll, I'll go a step further on this one. A lot of the times, even those they used a religious background, but it was still over resources. Yeah. Religious was the focal point to get it like all the outsiders somewhat in on it. Right. But it was still over land and resources. The reason for war has never changed. Right. Yeah, so, I think uh I think a lot of the crusades are along those lines. Yes. It goes deeper than just we're we're fighting to free the holy land from the Muslim heathens. You know, it's just at a time in history where 99% of the population was devoutly religious. You know, the call to arms for the sake of the Holy Land, you know, that it was easy. It was used. Absolutely. Yeah. As it was an easy. excuse. It was an easy thing. And I mean, even look at the North. Uh, when, you know, the Romans started doing it, you know, the religion is what bound a lot of the tribes up in the, in the Northern Europe together was religion. Right. They, they fought amongst themselves and hated each other, but, hey, let's bond religion to fight this other religious order trying right. to take us over. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that played into it a lot, and, and it's an easy thing to get people riled up over. Now right. it's flipped. Now it's an easy thing to attack. Right. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, they attack all religion. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what you believe in at this point that there's a group that's out to get, come after you. Right. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here. <clears throat> that's, that's not by accident. No. Um, that's very much by design. Um, in order to keep people, how do you loyal to the person on the top? you have to spread dissension among the ranks because then the only person that they're loyal to is the person at the top. Right. And so 
it's a, a very much a divide and conquer strategy. Um, you know, if we can, we can get the Christians to believe that the Muslims are out to kill them and the Sikhs are just as bad as the Muslims and that the Muslims are coming here to, you know, to blow up and, and, uh, your building and, you know, the, the Africans are coming here to rape your women. And, you know, it, it, we're, we're looking to, you know, X, Y, or Z. It's very much um, a divisive tactic to to divide people and keep dissension among the ranks instead of especially in this country instead of all the people getting together and go hey you know this is less of a problem this is the real problem overreach of government you know pedophile rings in hollywood whatever the situation i mean we have real problems in this world uh in, in this country especially and religion is a that's something that's that's care pee. we can deal with that once we figure out the real problems that we have in, as a country. Right. You know, but again, it's, it, it's, it's a distraction. It's, it's, it, it is fully used. It, fully it's, so, used to, it's so easy to divide people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's where, that's where faith is used against us. Absolutely. You know, I have a, I have a friend that's, uh, he's Iranian. He was born in Iran. Um, I asked him, I said, what was one of your biggest shocks when you came to the West? And he said that Christians aren't trying to steal and murder our babies. Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, <laughs> Wait, <hold> on. <laughs> he's like, well, that's what we're taught. You know, Christians are going to mm -hmm. steal and, and kill and eat your babies, Christians and Jews. You know, that's what mm -hmm. they do. So, I mean, it, it's, it's the same thing everywhere you go. It's, sure. it's, it's you fear. It's used for fear. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and in Christianity, it, it's, kills me that so many people are in fear when it's supposed to be a religion of peace and, and joy you know we're not supposed to fear well but, fear fear is an easy one to play i mean that's that's you know primordial you know what i mean that, that right fear is an easy one to play on it's probably the easiest one you know yeah i mean look, look at covid19 right you know, right. that's that's the biggest example of using fear that i can give right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on this one and the question just popped into my head. Do you feel that people that have a belief in, in and I'm just going to use whatever religion, they're strong in their faith, have less fear? Have you noticed that? I'm, I'm going to. I do. Absolutely. I do. 100%. Yeah. I do. Absolutely. Because um, you have a rock. You have something to fall back on. Uh, the idea of nothingness it's very scary. Yes, absolutely. It, 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 very scary. Like, what is it? The you know, either we're alone on a rock in the universe, hurtling through nothingness, or we're not. Either way, is a pretty scary prospect, right? <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, the the idea of nothingness, um, I, it, to me, I, I believe is is a very a scary concept. I think that if you know you have something to fall back on. Um, and like I said, I, you know, I went from a very atheistic point of view in life to where I'm at now. And my life changed considerably. You know, my gods make me strong. And I'm sure that most people in religion that are serious about it could say the same thing. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I, I, you know, in the Christian community dealing with this, this, uh, this virus thing, Nathan, you know, my views on it master stupid the virus is a lie i ain't wearing crap i ain't listening to nobody 
So, you know. Um, I don't know. The Bert, plague mask was pretty good. I still have it. <laughs> they won't let me in the store with it. I tried. <laughs> Everybody wanted video. They would not let me come to the store. <laughs> but I tried three different stores. I, I was I was kicked out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to give you an example of, of religion given strength. Psalm 91.3 says, Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly plague. So for me, that verse is my strength to go, you know, even if there is something, which I don't believe there is, but even if there is something going on with COVID-19, I ain't that worried about it. And if COVID-19 is how the Lord wants to take me home, I'm fine with it, you know, and that's where that strength comes from. I think that it's like, it's like Joe said, you know, nothing is scary because if there's nothing, when you die, nothing you've done is ever going to matter again. Right. You know, you, it's, it's just, it's terrifying. I would rather, I'd rather believe in a God that doesn't exist and live my life with that faith than to live my life with faith in nothing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Before we get off the subject, you have a plague mask? I do. I, I'm dying to see this. I'd, I'd okay. love to see this sometime. Right, you don't have to do it right this second, but when we get done. <laughs> it was funny because when, when all this first started, I posted a picture of a guy in a plague suit, you know, and I was like, death is coming by leeches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it was, it, you know, it, when you said that, I like, that was what immediately what I thought of. And that's exactly how this is. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's all fear based, man. And I, I think just like we talk about. You know, if well, you've got something to fall back on, something that makes you strong, and it is what it is, it's going to do what it's going to do, and whatever, you know. And somehow this got onto the plague mask. You know, <laughs> one thing, if if it is technically a plague of how they're playing this up, that is the kind of mask that should we we should be wearing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 once again here's the type of device. And that, that's one of my arguments with a lot of stuff is it's like, it's a joke. And I'm glad, yeah, yeah and something's going to kill me. You sure know, it, you I could walk out. Your dog. Yeah, I, yeah, I could step off my porch, twist my ankle, fall down and hit my head, and that's it. Right. You, you can't be fearful in that sense. And I think that goes back to my own faith is I, I'm not scared. Okay, mm-hmm. we can go have fun. We can do this stuff. We can have these challenges. Prepare. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> we're, we're kind of getting off subject, so. Yes, <laughs> we are. We're going off a, on a yeah, little yeah, bit. Of, kind of, that's kind okay, of though. off the rails a little. <laughs> we'll bring this right I really up. thought I had the plague mask on Instagram. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> Didn't you have a video? Yeah, but I put it on Twitter. I thought I put it on Instagram, but I'm not finding it. Uh, I thought, well, I don't remember. I, I, I saw it in a couple places, yes. <laughs> Video of him driving, I lost it. You know, yes. I, 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 remember, I remember you saying about getting one, and then I had forgotten about it, and then the next thing that I saw in relation to it was you having the video up, and I was done. I was laughing little, so hard. <laughs> little eerie whistle coming out of the mask. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I told everybody I was going to do it. I was like, yeah, "This is so stupid." I'm just 
figure I got to do something. There, there we go. I liked it. But, you know, you know, but look at the fear. Uh, the, the faith. We, ha- we all have a religion of some sort. We all have our own faith. We have what we believe in. And because of that, we can turn around and look at COVID and go, okay, this is stupid. Yeah, it may right. kill me. It may kill my best friend. It may kill a, a loved one. But at the same time, you know, cancer didn't shut us down or the regular flu or H1 or anything else. And all of this, and we go back to, it's like, okay, we have this belief. We have this faith. And if you're listening, and I started this whole podcast with off, is here's two men that believe differently. And the third one, even myself, I'm in between. And we're sitting down, and at our core, we have a common thread that goes through both. uh, Everybody has this common thread. We all believe in it. The final outcome, that last 1% is where we differ. And that's where we're flipping the coin to decide who's right. And we're not right. saying the other person's wrong. And, and Joe isn't wanting to grab the battle axe to go up against Joseph, who's grabbing his hammer, trying to kill each other over one simple thing. And that's a strong key point. We all believe you should believe in something that you all have faith in something that is higher than just living here on earth. There, there's something more to it. And when you look inside yourself, you can find that spark. I think Joseph said it well. There's that divinity spark. I like how he, how he defined that. We all have that, and then you've got to nurture it and have it grow. And that's where your religion, that's where your faith, that's where your beliefs come from. And that just makes you a stronger person. And there's an outward appearance of it. There's people that talk about auras. There's, you know, there's, there's a certain power in that. You walk and people go, okay. And when questioned about it, you turn around and you can answer instantly. Yeah, you know, we threw some theological questions out there that had some ifs in there. And yes, we think about those. But at the same time, we have that common thing. Like if you ask us what our common belief is within a second, we don't even boom. This is what I believe in. You know, we don't question that we're not wishy washy on it. And if you're listening to this and if you're wishy washing your beliefs, it's time for you to look at them. Maybe they're not the right ones. For Maybe you. they're not the right ones. That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. You know, there's a passage and I can't remember the book. I, I can't remember. I have it on the bookshelf somewhere, but I'd have to find it, but I don't remember now. But, he talks about, you know, um, worshiping a God from a Middle East that I've never been to that doesn't look like me or walked in the places that my ancestors have walked made no sense to me. And man, that really resonated hard with me. And that was like, yes, that's, that's how I felt. Um, not, and again, I'm not knocking anybody's religion, but that's how Christianity came across to me. It just, it, it didn't speak to my soul or my heart, you know, um, I, you know, my gods would have looked like me. They would have been in the same places that my ancestors are from, you know? So that, that made sense to me. That felt right. You know, my journey is a little bit different and uh, I wasn't raised in church. I was raised to believe really anything. I mean, I, I have vague memories of my grandpa taking me to church when I was like five, six years old. But, uh, I grew up with this desire to find something and like, I, I like, I just, 
at, at 12, 13 years old, I knew there was something bigger out there. And I uh, actually started, followed a very pretty girl to church who lived across the road from me, had a huge crush on her. And because, uh, you know, that's why most guys start church, right? <laughs> and uh, well, they 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 turned out to be a cult. I mean, they got a compound in Athens, Georgia, where they live today. I mean, you know, it's it, I was like I was completely turned off to Christianity for years mm-hmm. after that. Um, my grandmother, no, I, I say Wicca, but I use that that terminology very loosely. You know, my grand my great grandma, my grandma, they were women of the mountains. They knew all the herbs. They could. They could fix your tonics and tinctures and and I guess medicine women would be a better way to, to describe that. But uh, so I kind of explored that and I got into that. And I kind of really got into studying uh, Druidism and I got deeper into that. You know, a big portion of my ancestry is Welsh and Scotch. So, you know, with the Druids being the main ancient religion in that area, you know, I focused mm-hmm. there. Ended up atheists and then uh, like you said, Christianity is where I found my fulfillment. Right. That's where I found my something was missing and now my the hole in me is filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think pe- different people do do find it in different places. Sure. And you know, I'm you know, I said earlier, I believe my way is the right way. I believe my way is the only way, but I'm also smart enough to know that I might not be right. Right. So, and, and I think, I think until people can honestly admit that they might be wrong, that none, none of the issues that we have now is ever going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. So have faith That's in a, your, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll say so. Have faith in your belief. Have faith in your religion. Have faith in your God, but also know you might be wrong, and be mature mm-hmm. enough to understand that. And that is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to admit that. Hey, you know, I, maybe I am wrong. You know, um, especially on a topic as heavy as religion. You know, I could be wrong. And that, that's that's very hard for people to say in a regular conversation with somebody much less to go. Yeah. Everything that I, my whole life is hinged upon might be wrong. You know, there, you're not going to find a lot of people that are willing to do that. I mean, if I, if I die and wake up on the side of the river sticks, you know, I'm going to be like, well, dang, I could have done my life completely differently. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, but, but it is, it is what it is. Religion, religion is supposed to be fulfilling. If, sure. If, if your religion is not fulfilling you, you know, I, I suggest, and I'm by no, as a man, I'm a terrible preacher too. I'm not saying leave Christianity, but maybe explore why it's not fulfilling you. And if it's still not fulfilling you, then maybe there's some other options. Or if you're Muslim and Islam is not fulfilling mm-hmm. you, maybe explore why it's not fulfilling you. And, and if it still doesn't, you know, then look further on to something else. Mm-hmm. And you know we have we have this life, and I firmly believe that it is a God given, regardless of what God you worship. It is a God giving right for us to have happiness and joy, and to find it somewhere. I agree. You know, I uh, after I had 
uh, my cancer diagnosis, I, uh, I went through a Buddhism phase for about a year and a half, two years. I really kind of tried to study and learn as much as I could about Buddha Buddhism. And, uh, there's one thing that I took away from Buddhism that I still, to this day, I carry with me. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I very much live for the day. I don't think about, um, try not to too much, uh, think about the future or the past. Um, what's done is done and, and you're not going to change it and laying in bed at night and fretting over it and rubbing your hands together and reliving your past errors and mistakes only lead to anxiety and it's the same way with your future you know you want to be prepared for the future but you don't want to be so in the future that you're forgetting today and i think a lot of people do both of those things and trying to be in the moment has made me a much happier person it's made me much happier as a partner you know, as a lover and a partner, as a father, um, as a friend to take that moment for what it is and, um, and really experience that moment. I think so, so often in life, uh, we coast, we coast through where mm -hmm. we, we want to get to the next thing instead of breathing it in and enjoying that moment, breathing it in and be like, well, this really blows what's going on right now, but really feeling that pain and, and being in that moment and going, okay, you know, this is the situation. Let me deal with this and then move on and put it away. Now I've dealt with it and I'm done with it. <clears throat> I'm a much, much happier person um, that way. And that was something that I took from a religion that I don't necessarily subscribe to now. You know, I don't subscribe to it all anymore, but it was a very good takeaway for me. So I think what you just to touch on what you're saying is that, you know, if it's not totally fulfilling, doesn't mean that there aren't good things that you can take away and apply to your life from right. whatever it is that you're in right now, you know? And, so. and I just, I just wrote an article on that exact same thing about living in, in today. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, this goes back to the way different religions overlap each other. You know, the verse I used in that was Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious of itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient of itself. So in other words, worry about the day. Tomorrow will come tomorrow. Right. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, I had to point that out because that's just another example of overlapping religions. You know, it's a belief in Buddhism. It's a belief in, supposed to be a belief in Christianity. There's something to that effect in the have them all also. I'd have to dig it out and find it for yeah. you. But it, it, there's something to that effect right in the have them all. I mean, there's a lot of things that are, you know, in the have them all that are very much religious text right from Christian. I mean, like you could find a Bible verse that would be almost word for word. You right. know what it's saying. <clears throat> so, and again, it, it all goes back to that. It's a, it's a tapestry. It's all woven together, you know, and, it only makes sense as people migrated and moved from place to place and interacted and co coexisted and intermingled. I mean, there were temples, there were Roman temples in, in, you know, places in Europe that were there before the Roman empire. There were, there were, you know, very much other paganistic temples in Rome that were there, right. before, you know, so it, all this stuff, we've all intermingled and we've all 
um, coexisted, you know. So it it's only makes sense that a lot of these things would be um, or share, I guess, rather some main ideas, some core beliefs, you know, core mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah, the Bible even points out in Antioch, in Greece, they had a shrine to the unknown God. Yes. They were so afraid of missing one. Right, right. They're like, here's the unknown God. Here's the one we don't know about yet. And, and Paul right. reached in front of it. He's like, let me tell you who this unknown God is. But, <laughs> you know, it's it all does tie in. I've, I've read, I, I did biblical archaeology. It's one of my favorite classes in college. And, uh, you know, there's an ancient Greek temples in Egypt and there's temples mm -hmm. in Greece to Egyptian gods. Absolutely. You know, it, it, everything mingled and, you know, I said earlier, Christ, modern Christianity is a combination of ancient Judaism and ancient paganism just mm -hmm. mixed together, stirred together. Sure. And if, uh, you know, I talked about this with Jason before on, on his podcast when I was on there, you know, um, it, it, when, when Christians came, uh, to you know northern europe and and they were spreading the christianity spreading christianity uh, throughout the people it, it only made sense like well here these people all go to this place in the woods or this this mound or well this is where we'll build our church because it's already a sacred site people already right. go there it's a place of healing it's a place of worship so why would we not build our church there like like try to explain this to somebody try to explain that there is a solar wheel in a pagan in a era Celtic cross. Try to explain right. that to somebody because all they did was put that wheel on their cross and went, see, it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's yep. why they celebrated Christmas because they had come to the fact, the realization that they weren't going to get rid of it. They, they celebrated it anyway. So you might as right. well just take it because you're not going to get rid of it. You know, right. same way, what was it? Was it called Centronella? I think is what it was originally. I don't remember now, but it was the same type of situation. It was, you know, you're not going to get these people to not celebrate something that's been ingrained in their their way of life for hundreds and hundreds of years it's just not going to happen so you might as well embrace it and christianize it <clears throat> you know they, they took yule and turned it into christmas they took Samhain sure. and turned it into all saints day right you know esther the celebration of esther was easter. turned into easter very much and, and you know uh may day oh, it's a catholic holiday i can't think of but you um, know may May Day is on a blank too, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah, there's, there's a pagan about. holiday there. But, so, well, it's midsummer, is what it is. It's right, May, yeah. But um, I'm drawing a blank too. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know that 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 was the the church's way of convincing, sure, the pagan tribes. All right, we're we're doing the same thing. You know, just right. <laughs> just come on. We've solidified it down to one God. You only got to worry about appeasing the one God. Just come on. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's the reason that, uh, you know, I said earlier, my family practices more with the ancient church practice, the, the first mm -hmm. church, the first two centuries, because I feel like to get a true sense of what Christianity is, is you have to go back to the Judaic roots of it. Mm -hmm. and And the modern stuff just doesn't, just doesn't work for me. I mean, you might as well be, you might as well be a, a, a Wiccan or a pagan or a Hindu or you know, it's just all so mixed together that it, it's hard to distinguish. 
It has yes. watered down on both sides. On um, both yes. sides have been yes. watered down. Have been watered down to to make this one thing that appeases to or appeals to everyone. Right. You right. you made the point with your religion. You know, so much of it's been Christianized. Mm -hmm. Very you know, much. And, and with Christianity, so many, so much of it has been paganized. Yes. That, you know, it's really hard to distinguish the two apart from each other at, right. at a lot of points where they right. Meet. You just well, you can't tell what's what. Like I, I've used to run into people all the time. Like, well, we don't celebrate Halloween because it's a pagan holiday. And I'm like, I got some news for you. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. So, <laughs> but it's just funny because a lot of people they don't they don't realize the history of and and the the background of where this why you do what you do. Right. You know, and and when you tell people like stuff like that, it's it's automatically they're either a totally offended that you would even mention it. You know, or they're intrigued. There's no right. in between. Yeah. You're, you're exactly correct. <laughs> when I tell somebody that we celebrate uh, Hanukkah and not Christmas, even though I'm an independent Baptist preacher, I get those two responses. Uh, they're either very no upset at me, yeah. or they want to sit down and talk for the next two hours on why. Right. <laughs> yeah, it goes over like a lead balloon. It does. <laughs> and, you know, when. And uh, I, I refuse to say Happy Easter to anybody. I'll tell them, you know, Happy Resurrection Sunday. Or if I really want to, if I really want to blow their mind, I'll tell them, well, I hope you have a happy Passover. And they will oh, yeah. look at me like I'm an alien out of this world. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, Christ called himself the Passover Lamb. You know, it's, right? This is, and try like, explaining that to somebody. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You watch now, their now we're going down over like. They glaze over like band roll on. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When you, <laughs> when you start knocking on them traditions that they, their parents and their grandparents had, you know, right? It it's doesn't tough. go over so well. Well, I, I think we, we've hit all the subjects we started off to, or all our thoughts and ideas. You're still here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is conversation among friends. This is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with closing thoughts. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm thinking how I want to how I want to frame this because I got one last question in here. Is how how would a listener listening to today what what would be their last takeaway from this? And we'll start with uh, Joseph. What would be the last takeaway from this conversation today? The last takeaway I would give from this conversation is um, man, Nathan got me on the spot here. It would be uh, that I think that you should explore your faith and learn what it really boils down to and entails. I think you need to ask questions and I think you need to figure out if it actually is the faith that, that you're drawn to. Um, you know, in, in the book of Revelation in the Bible, when Jesus is talking to the church of Diocese, he said, you know, I would rather that you were warm or that you were cold, but because you were neither warm or cold, or hot or cold, but lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I don't think if you're, there's room for mediocrity in your faith and in your religion, regardless of what religion it is that you choose to follow. So I think my final take of this is 
you need to explore and solidify your faith. You need to find what it is that makes you you because it's going to make you a better person once you figure that out. And Joe, you get to follow that up. Well, I think just to expound upon that, um, you know, realize that there is um, a common bond that you don't have to use your religion to be divisive. That that they're they're even though this you may not, you may not you may not uh, believe the same or think the same that um, there is more that that bonds you and 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 connects you to one another than divides you. At the end of the day, if you really sit down and, and analyze religion to religion, agreed. That's a solid way to end this. I'm not even going to put my two cents in. I, I just enjoyed this whole conversation. <laughs> I had fun. This was really fun. I did, I did too. I enjoyed this. All right. Joe, where can we find you at? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Sigur at a Valhalla. Um, I got uh, probably going to be at the end of this uh, summer, the beginning of the, of the fall. I'm going to probably come out with some more shirts. You can check me out there. Um, other than that, that's about it. Oh, and then I also write for Nathan at uh, Barbarian, uh, Barbarian Rhetoric, so you can find me there also. Joseph, I, I just tagged you on Instagram, dude. Uh oh, <laughs> you have the. I can't. Nobody can. My wife just texts me. She's like, nobody can find the mask. So I have the mask on Instagram now. Excellent. I'm looking forward to checking it out. <laughs> um, for me, you can find me at JD Menley 18. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm also a writer for Barbarian Rhetoric, and um, and and yeah, it's it's. I mean, if you want to, I'll even give you my email. It's jdmanly18 at gmail dot com. I mean, if you want to find me, that's the tag to find me at. So, excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen, both for showing up and, and taking time to hang out with me today. This has been enlightening. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I've had a good time. I appreciate it. Me too. Thank you. It was good talking to you, Joseph. You too, Joe. All right, fellas. Have a good one. You also. Awesome.